Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. All right, happy. M- oh, I almost said Monday. No. Well, it's our Monday. It's every, well, most people's Monday. Sure. It's a Tuesday. Hope everybody had a uh, chance to enjoy a long weekend. I know we did. Good morning, Mark Schlereth. Good morning, how Michael. Was, how was your weekend? My weekend was great. You, great you, weekend oh, of baseball. Great weekend. Tell tell us about your great weekend. Well, I just kind of hung out and watched uh, uh, Western Michigan. Took the first two from Michigan down in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, it was great, man. It was great. It ended up splitting the series 2-2. But um, it was a fun time watching some college baseball. There's so much less stress when your own kid's not playing. Right? And he's just coaching. It's like, oh, we'll get him next time, fellas. You know, <laughs> there's not as much when your kid isn't trotting out on the mound. Uh, you know, bases loaded, bases loaded, one out, jam. It's nice. That's nice. Your son, the coach at uh, Western Michigan, mm-hmm. the Broncos. The Broncos. Yeah. Yeah, so, they even have the same logo and everything. Got a chance to watch baseball all weekend in Phoenix. Not bad. Yeah. Not a bad weekend. way. Not a bad way. No. Uh, I got some skiing in over the weekend. Beautiful weekend. Went up to uh, Keystone for mm-hmm. a day with my son. Had a great time. Good. So it was a good, good weekend for uh, the slopes. Traffic wasn't too, too bad. You know, you just accept the fact. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be at least two hours. If, you know, if you can get around two hours each way, I'll take it. I'll okay. sign up for that. You know, just don't start stretching into three. Three, three plus, that becomes a drag. Big what drag. time did you leave? What Big time, drag. What time did you leave on Friday morning? Uh, left around uh, a little after 8. Okay. Got there a little after 10. And then uh, left around 4.30. Mm-hmm. Got back around 6.30, so. Okay. Not no. bad. No, not too bad. Not, not too bad. Uh, it was a, a long weekend with a lot happening. Uh, the Avalanche got back home. Got a win. Any uh, lingering questions, concerns, effects you still have from that uh, disastrous road trip? Oh, I don't think they've answered any questions, but sure, of course. You can't have a road trip like that. Would you get three of 12 or something like that? Is that what they got? Three points? Three of 12, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You can't have a road trip like that and think that there's not going to be some lingering questions and some, you know, and some concerns. About the avalanche, where do they go, trade deadline, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we'll see exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah. So I think there there's still three issues out there. Three still big issues to uh, to figure out between now and the, the trade deadline, between now and the end of the season. You've got, uh, they still have to find a second-line center. Sorry, they've got to upgrade there. They just, they just have to. Can't expect to win a championship if you... Uh, uh, have your current second-line center the way it is. Uh, I still think they need a backup. Uh, upgrading goaltending. Mm-hmm. And then there's the question about Gabe Landeskog. Gabe was out skating over the weekend, moving around, and according to uh, uh, sources close to the Avs, we cover the Avs, saying that the Avs are getting more optimistic about a Gabe Landeskog return. How do you feel about that? Because you've been emphatic in saying you just don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't see that happening, but, you know, I mean, hey, man, if he feels great, awesome. If he's completely healed, not that you'll ever be completely healed, but if you're completely healed, I just worry about, you know, you're you're good enough to go. There's a difference between skating and playing hockey. You know, there's a difference between being out there and doing, you know, what do they do, lines back and forth or whatever they do, you know? 
Upbacks, we used to call it upbacks. Look like you were skating around some cones. Skate around some cones. <laughs> well, you know, if they're going to play, put cones out there and let them go, then yeah, I'm all for it. Uh-huh. I just worry about the next five years on his contract and what happens. Is he? Is he? Because he's he's getting paid. So I just worry about the longevity aspect of it. What's the best for Gabe Landeskog? I mean, it's exciting. You know, it's fun to get excited about it. But um, I would be very, again, I'd be very leery of putting Gabe out there. If it, if it's not right, if it's not 100, like if it's, hey, 80%, I'm good to go. No, we'll shut you down. So I don't know, man. It just, it, it that feels a little bit. That feels a little bit way too optimistic. That feels a little bit like, you know, like false hope and, you know, hey, guys, we're close. You know, we may get our guy back. I don't know. It just feels like a – it feels disingenuous at best to me. It's got a long way to go. It's got a long way to go. It, it, it's one of those things he not only has to ramp it up, he has to ramp it up to the point where then you, you know, send him, send him down to play some games with the Colorado Eagles and see if he can – Come through seven to ten games of 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 that kind of hockey before yeah. you even think about putting him into playoff hockey, which we all know is just played at a whole nother level than what regular season hockey's played. And this guy hasn't played since June twenty sixth, twenty what twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's been a while. Think about that. But you know, one thing I know for sure in this town. What's that? Some intrepid reporter is going to dig down to the bottom of this. Of course. We're going to figure it out. Of course. They're, all, they, they're working on two stories right that's now. That's what they do. Oh, yeah. That's Will the other. Gabe come yeah. back and what happened in Seattle? Yeah, by the way, I left out another one. Yeah, the other big story. When will Val mm-hmm. come back? When, if, will will Val come back? So those are all the stories that surround the Az who play Vancouver tonight. Vancouver fresh off losing to Minnesota yesterday 10-7. to Yes, you heard that right. Oh. Hockey game, 10-7. to 7. Was it, an, was it a, uh All-Star game? It was, uh, yeah. it was an All-Star game? It was not game? an All-Star game. Oh, Speaking of which, did you watch any of the NBA All-Star game? No, I watched some highlights. And it was it was legit like the Globetrotters versus the Washington Generals. It was, it's embarrassing. It is, it's just, in, it's just embarrassing. I, I like to brag, I, I think my streak now of not watching NHL, NBA, or NFL All-Star Games is now at like 15, uh, going back several years. I've, I just don't watch them. It's, it's just a waste of time. There, there are other sports on. There's college hoops on, whatever. Uh, there, there's other things to watch where teams there's real are actually, competition? where there's real competition. These guys don't want to play. They don't want to compete. And I'm not going to get down on the NBA too much because the NHL and NFL decided long ago these guys didn't want to compete, so they didn't mm-hmm. even try to foist a, a real game on us like the NBA tried to do. And, um, yeah, these, these guys, they don't want to compete. And so if if they don't want to compete, I don't want to watch. Yeah, I know, I don't, they, they want to be celebrated, right? Don't you want to be celebrated? They want to be picked as an all-star. Right. Known to be an all-star. Celebrate no, an all-star. Yeah. But they don't want the actual game that goes with it anymore. Nobody right. does. No. The only guys that do it, baseball. It's the only all-star game I'll watch because at least at least with a baseball all-star game, you, the pitcher, still up there throwing 95, and me, the hitter, I'm trying to get a hit off you. You know what I so love? So the fundamental nature of the game hasn't changed at all in, that, in their all-star games. What I love is watching the starting pitchers who always sit, you know, 
94, 94, or 93, 95, all of a sudden running up at 98, 99. Like, you know they can do it for an inning or two, but they got to they gotta pace themselves, which makes it hard to be a you know a starting pitcher. And um, I always love that aspect of the uh, All-Star Game baseball. That is one All-Star Game I definitely watch. Yeah, that's the only one I watch. And um, the streak continued this weekend. Nope, didn't watch any of it. And uh, no, I did not miss a thing. I'm sure I didn't. If you did... I don't know. Did I miss anything? Did anybody who sat it out missed it? Did we miss anything? 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 Bueller? Uh, coming up, did the Broncos really deserve to be ranked dead last in this category? That's next. Ever since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my hiding spots. Ha! Found ya. How? That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Now through March 21st, get started with 200 megabit internet for $25 a month for two years with no annual contract and get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless plan auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and Wi-Fi equipment. Actual speeds vary. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Well, it is never good to be ranked last in anything, especially if you're uh, the Denver Broncos trying to rebuild without a whole lot of draft capital that you gave up in the uh, Russell Wilson and Sean Payton deals. So it should come probably as a no surprise, but still disappointing nonetheless, that a uh, recent ESPN survey of all 32 teams' draft classes from the past year the Broncos came in dead last. 32 out of 32. And that's featuring Marvin Mims, who got to the Pro Bowl. Wow. Is that a uh, a fair ranking in your opinion? Or do you consider the, the Broncos' 2023 draft class a bust? Just to uh, recap what they did. They got Marvin Mims in the second round, linebacker Drew Sanders in the third round, Riley Moss, the corner in the third round, J.L. Skinner, the uh, hybrid safety in the sixth round, Alex Forsyth, the center in the uh, seventh round. Beyond Mims, who else really contributed? Drew Sanders had 24 tackles for the season. Yeah. And Riley Moss had six tackles. That's it. And then I think you have to also look at what Seattle, where was Seattle ranked? Oh, number six. Is that what they were? Did you have them? Oh, you got you got the list? Yeah, I've got it right six? here. Six, yep. Is that what they were? Uh, Hold on for one second. I'm just scrolling through. Yeah, five was Green Bay. Seattle was sixth, yes. So they got Jackson Smith and Jigba who was a, a productive player, I think they got that with our pick, right? And then I think they got a, did they not get somebody else in the like the second or third round, second round with one of our picks? Correct. So was that Zach Charbonnet? A little running back yeah, out of UCLA? Yeah, I have to go back because sometimes these, these picks so, get moved around, but yes. Yeah. So anyhow, yeah, I mean, so are we counting their two picks and the production their two picks got? Because if, that, if that's the case, we'd probably move up to 30. Well, that was part of the evaluation uh, was the idea that the Broncos ranked so dead last in part because, you know, they gave up 
premium picks in, in the Rust deal that they mm-hmm. were not able to use. So that also factored into it. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, ultimately, don't you think it's fair? Do you think it's, do you think that ranking is fair? Dead last? They had one guy that made an impact in it, and it was on special teams. So, no, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Now, is is this a class that you're, you know, outside of MIMS, is this a class that's going to be uh, forgotten here very quickly? Or are you somebody that, see, I never felt that it was fair to, because you get them right away, right? As soon as the draft is over, right? Sure. Grades get handed out. And I uh, always roll my eyes at that. Like, come on. These guys haven't put a score to you-know-what in an NFL bucket, and already you're giving grades out? Right. Uh, to me, you can't give a grade out for a draft until you've had a chance for those rookies to come back armed with a year under their belt, see how they handle their po- their offseason, yeah. and how they come back and hopefully improve in year two. Right. I, I just don't think you can grade drafts until you're two years in. Yeah. By the way, Johnny just told me Devon Weatherspoon, which is even worse than Jackson Smith and Jigba because that guy was a re- that guy's a player. Um, although he did have some hamstring issues early. So, yeah, I, but, you know, when you look at it at a year removed, usually we say a year or two, you know, like two years. But you look at Houston with C.J. Stroud, Stroud, Will Anderson were awesome. Juice Struggs played a lot. Tank Dale played a lot until he broke his, I think he broke his leg against us, didn't he? Did he break his leg against against the Broncos? Oh, I'm not sure. I can't, I, I'm not sure. Anyhow, um, uh, so they had, I mean, they had, they had a bunch. They had a bunch of different guys really perform. The Steelers had a bunch of dudes perform. I mean, the Rams with Avila, who started on every game at at at, at guard. Brian Young, who uh, or Byron Young, who started a bunch of games. Um, Kobe Turner started. I mean, they they played. They had a bunch of dudes. Obviously, um, Pukunakua was big time. Detroit. Detroit was huge. Yeah. With Gibbs and Campbell played a ton. Sam Laporta was awesome. Brian Branch was freaking phenomenal at the nickel position. I mean, they had a bunch of dudes. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's fair to look at you know the Broncos draft and and what they did after after a season, and say, hey man, it could end up being better if you know if if some of those guys like Riley really pan out, if Drew Sanders really kind of takes that next step and becomes a, a prominent you know, edge, you know, middle linebacker slash edge player that uh, he can rotate into multiple positions. But as of right now, yeah, I think it's fair to say they were that bad. Yeah, because to me, you, you know, once you get past the the third round, it, it really, really does become a, a crapshoot. The NFL draft at its core is a crapshoot. Right. But to me, when you when you have third round picks and you have two of them, and you're picking 67th and 83rd overall out of the entire draft. You got to hit on those guys. Yeah. You got to hit on those guys. And so when you look at this ranking dead last, you know, if if Drew Sanders and or Riley Moss make more of an impact as as third round picks, which isn't asking too much out, out of your rookies, then you probably have a different ranking. So while I'm willing to give Sanders and Moss the the benefit of the doubt, see how they come back in year two. Uh, th- these are two misses, at least as of right now, which, whose fault is that? Because when I saw this come out over the weekend, a lot of people were like instantly, oh, George Payton, oh, the curse of George Payton, oh, George Payton. And I'm like, folks, folks, George Payton stopped having power the moment that Sean Payton walked through that door. George is just an employee. Mm. So if you want to put the blame on anybody, you got to put it on Sean. Yeah, there is some, there is some, 
I mean, there's plenty of blame to go around. I mean, part of it is George, but part of it is George saying, here's the the three guys at this position, you know, that we want that that fit the parameters of what you're looking for as a coach. And ultimately, here here they are. Here are the numbers. Here's, you know, the film. You can check it out. And, and you know, I think Sean Payton gets to put his, you know, thumbprint on that stuff and say, yeah, let's take this guy. Coming up, we got the morning brew. And all throughout the ascension of Nikola Jokic into the best player in the NBA, I've been waiting for one endorsement. One endorsement I've been waiting for. And it happened over the weekend. And you'll hear it next. It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Well, the NBA All-Star Game is in the books. Adam Silver, who, by the way, came out and said that we need to get more defense into the game. That games are too wide open, too much scoring. And when when he was giving out the MVP trophy on uh, Sunday night after the game, he said, uh, congratulations to the East. You set an NBA record, all-star record with 160 points. He said with all the enthusiasm of somebody who was going to get a root canal. He knows. People don't want to watch that how, stuff. How are you gonna do how you gonna do that? How are you gonna get those guys? How are you gonna incentivize those guys to play hard? I'm gonna tell you how to do it. You do the world versus the US. You make it because I guarantee you the world players will show up. They would love to beat the US players. Okay. And you know what would happen? A game would break out. And the U.S. players would be like, oh, shoot, we better get our game right. going here. We're about to get embarrassed. So that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. So then it could save the game. Yeah. All right. I like, I'm, I like the plan. Because Anthony Edwards mm-hmm. of the Timberwolves came out, and at least he was honest. He said, nobody wants to play. We're on a break. Yeah. We're on a break. This is our break. Want to relax. Want to have fun. Don't want to have to play. Right. Which well, is hilarious. Well, they're not playing. Which is hilarious because during the summer, when these guys are actually off, these guys are all hooping. That's all they do. They're all they're all playing pickup games. I guarantee you the pickup games that they're playing in, they compete. Yeah. But that's what Come I would do. On, that's man. on their time though. That's what I would do. Not on the NBA. I would get I would get a US versus the world game. Here we go. Because yeah. you got you got a team with uh, Jokic and Luka and Giannis mm-hmm. all on it. Again, Sign me up for that. Right. Yeah, that'd be good. Speaking of Jokic, so over the last couple of years as his star has risen, uh, he has certainly been getting his praise. More and more, even his critics have have turned around and come around. But I've been waiting for one endorsement above all others, and I got it over the weekend as Larry Bird weighed in on Nikola Jokic. I would love to play against him. (laughs) (laughs) He's good. He's good, right? He's good. There's so many great centers over the history of our game. Uh-huh. Man, is he good. I just hope he stays healthy and able to continue to do what he does. Hey, listen, when Larry Bird just has sits back and goes, man, he's good. Right. That is an endorsement. Yeah, it is. And, man, I would have loved to have played against him. He went on to say, by the way, Nugget's his favorite team to watch. Used to be the Warriors. He said, Nuggets now my favorite team to watch. Well, yeah, because because why? Because it's real basketball. It's team-oriented basketball. Yep. 
It is make the right play basketball. Of course it's your favorite team to watch. And that's, you know, the way the Warriors played for a long time as well. Yep. Next on the Morning Brew, the Avalanche hosting Vancouver tonight. All right. Not necessarily stop the press's news, but Uh uh, the Canucks come here after losing to the Minnesota Wild by the score of 10 to 7. 10 to 7. Mm. This was a game late in the second period. It looked like the Canucks were in complete control as they were up 5 to 3. And then the onslaught. Zuccarello centers. Erickson scores. Rebound loose. It's still loose. No whistle. Zuccarello trying to dig it loose. A pile up in front of the blue paint. Still no whistle. Boldy got a stick on it. It comes free to the circle. Into the middle. Zuccarello. They score. Zuccarello. Erickson scores. The hat trick makes it 6-5 Minnesota. They score. They went off the Rossi in the slot. And the flex by to Smith. It's 7-5 Minnesota. Boldy circles the wraparound. How about that? They scored six goals over a span from the late second period into the third. They scored six goals in a span of five minutes and 45 seconds. Is that guy's name Zuccarello? Zuccarello. Oh, Zuccarello. Is it Zucco and Rello the last name or? Zuccarello. No, this is not like uh, Ryan Joe Hansen. Yeah. It's uh, Matt Zuccarello, one name. Oh, I thought, like, I like, like, Tukarask. <laughs> I thought it was Tukarello at first, and then I was like, Tukarello, any relation to Tukarask? So, uh, Minnesota went from being down 5-2 to up 8-5, and then Vancouver scored two to make it 8-7, and then two empty net goals for Minnesota late. They win the game 10-7. Uh, to seven. Who knows which kind of Vancouver team will show up tonight? Mm. Is it going to be one that's still shell-shocked from what happened yesterday or uh, one that will bow their back a little bit? Uh, we shall well, see. Well, that's, kind of, that's the kind of performance to get your coach fired right there in well, hockey. Vancouver's having a really good year, uh, so I don't think that's going to that's gonna happen. Well, no, but I'm, yeah, but I'm saying those are the kind of when they, you just kind of, you know, you don't like your coach in National Hockey League, you just kind of quit for a couple of weeks. Right. You just kind of let it. Wait, 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 what are you saying there? Because didn't, is that what the Avs did over the course of a couple of weeks on their road trip? Oh, oh. I love you guys. What are you, what are you, what are you, what are you saying there? You're not, you're not saying that they, they quit on Betsy, did you? No, I don't think they no, quit they on Betsy. they didn't quit on Betsy. They love Betsy, I think. Mm-hmm. No, don't worry about it. Vancouver, uh, best uh-huh. team in the Western Conference, comes in with uh, 80 points. Next on the uh, Morning Brew, Avs, by the way, have 72 Next on the uh, Morning Brew, Russell Wilson and Sierra reportedly selling their home. Mm. So, wait, now, wait, can I ask you a question? Sure. This is the same guy who just last week there was news out that he might be able to repair the relationship or he'd be interested in sticking around, right? Wasn't that the... Wasn't that the word from his people? Like, there, were, there might be... A reparation process that might go down here? Right, right, right. 
So if you're truly interested in sticking around and trying to work things out with the Broncos, as was reported, I'm sure. Oh, no, wait a minute. That's Sean saying that Russ said he wanted to be back. Well. Or would still be interested in coming back. That's, that's, maybe Sean's trying to make it look better for Sean. Was it, was it Sean or was that his people saying he'd like to come back? Where was all the, there were multiple reports of him wanting to maybe come back, right? Was that just all off the Sean thing? Because you know you what, wanna, you know you, what this is. This if is you want to come back, if you want to come back, you're not putting your house on the market, right? Am I wrong on that? Well, it takes a while to sell a house these days, probably, especially one with uh, more bathrooms than actual rooms. Should we, you by the way, right, should we have should we have been a, a little bit concerned right from the start? Before he even suited up, when he he bought a house that had like twelve bathrooms in it, should that have been a a, a sign that maybe the decision making wasn't uh, where it needed to be? Yeah, well, I do find it interesting to have twelve bathrooms because you don't have you have one that's kind of like your throne, right? Correct. Yeah, there's just downstairs like, basement. Boom, that's that's mine. Yeah, that's where you like when business is gonna happen. It's going to happen downstairs. Most of the time. Probably 80% of the time, yeah. Yeah, unless you have one of them. Oh, one of them. You know, like, yeah. yeah and then, really, actually 90%. Of the an time. emergency. Yeah. yeah. 90%. Me too. I have yeah. the, I have the, I'm downstairs. I get the downstairs, but the middle floor is right there. Right ne- right off the, the living space. Yeah. Just make sure everybody knows that Papa Bear's yeah. marked his territory. If you, if you, if you, you know, are in a situation where you have more than one bathroom. Uh-huh. Then, yeah, I would say that everybody listening who has that situation, you you will probably agree with, with us that there's one yeah. above all that you probably 90%, 80, 89% of the time that you use. Yeah. yeah I just think that. Because it's just comfortable, right? It's comfortable. You're in your own space. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's a place where nobody's going to bother you. Right. You know, if, if you hear somebody yelling your name, it's easy to ignore it. Mm-hmm. Because you just walk upstairs afterwards and say, "Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, are you calling me? I didn't. Got, I didn't know that." It's got space. You can get a wide stance. <laughs> That's not what I was thinking. Yeah, but, you know, typically, typical of you to do just that. That'll do the uh, morning brew for you uh, each and every morning at six thirty. Mike Kliss, our nine news Bronco insider. As we get set for free agency, any possible surprise salary cap cuts? On the horizon for uh, well-known Broncos. We'll talk to Mike about that and more next. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Here he is, Mike Kliss. Our 9 News Bronco Insider joins us now in the uh, Johnson Auto Plaza Hotline. Morning, Michael. What's going on, guys? Ah, uh, not a whole lot. A uh, little birdie told me that uh, you may be in the market for a new home and... Uh, Turns out Russ's is on the uh Russ's is on the uh, are you uh are you moving into Russ's house? You know, I uh I couldn't um I, I don't I don't think I'm in that market. Mm-hmm. But um you know, I was told that you know, I talked to someone close to Russ and uh they doubted the veracity of that uh that report. You, you know, the the Wilson spend their most of their off season in uh San Diego. So I, I'm not sure they're sitting around uh, uh, giving tours. But, uh, you know, no one from that camp has also stepped up and publicly disputed it. So we'll see uh, if it's not, if they're not actually uh, putting it on the market now or, or trying to sell it now. 
All signs point to they will be soon. But you can't confirm you're not in the market. <laughs> That's exactly right. I'm, I'm fine where I'm at. Yeah, me neither, Mike. I just want you to know that. <laughs> yeah, but come on, 12 bathrooms, man. Yeah. I mean, what, what a luxury to have that. Right. Bathrooms. My goodness. Um, do you do you agree with the uh, ESPN NFL ranking of draft classes from 2023 that had the Broncos dead last? Is that a fair ranking? Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I didn't go through the, the, the rookies of uh, the other 31 teams. Um, <clears throat> I just know in the Broncos case, last year they had, uh, um, you know, they, uh, they, they had, they essentially traded away two first round picks, one for Russell Wilson, one for Sean Payton. Uh, they traded away two, uh, well, no, uh, one second round pick for Russell Wilson. <clears throat> so there was some collateral damage there. And um, they traded up from the third round uh, to get Marvin Mims. They traded away a third-round pick this year to get Riley Moss. And really, the only guy who played from that draft class was uh, Marvin Mims, and, and, and he is a returner, and he was a Pro Bowl returner. But, um, you know, he had 22 catches as a receiver, and that's, that's pretty much it. Riley Moss had that... Um, kind of a sports hernia deal that uh, it happened in training camp. That basically cost him his rookie year. J.L. Skinner missed the whole offseason because of the torn pec. Um, I, I wouldn't say that cost him his rookie year, but that that, that set him back for sure. Um, Drew Sanders, you know, he was a guy, he, he's a great athlete. You can see that he's a, a sideline-to-sideline guy. And uh, great range, uh, but he was drafted as an inside linebacker, uh, ostensibly to replace Josie Jewell, who was a free agent this year. But then Drew Sanders turned out to be better at outside linebacker. So um, Alex Forsyth, the the center in the in the seventh round, he was a developmental guy. Um, they didn't get much out of the rookie class, whether that's thirty second or not. Um, in year one, they didn't get much. You know, you mentioned free agents, and we talked a little bit about the free agents the Broncos have, guys like Josie Jewell. Um, it, do you see any of these? Like, do you see any of these guys being priority? Is there a free agent out there that's a must for the Broncos on a resign, or do you see guys, you know, being able to test the free agent market? I think Will Lutz is uh, the biggest priority. You know, you do have you have backups at every position, but kicker. You don't have a backup kicker. That's not uh, that's not what NFL teams do, and so I think Will Lutz is probably uh, the top priority for them. You know, as far as uh, Lloyd Cushenberry, I just think it's going to be tough to uh, pay him his market value, his worth, um, when you're paying such top dollar for McGlinchey, uh, Ben Powers. Um, you you have Garrett Bowles at left tackle. If uh, you bring him back, he's uh, you know he's 16 million right now at a base. You either uh, you know maybe you extend him to lower the he's a he's a extend and, and lower the cap uh, type of guy candidate to help out with the salary cap. So and then Quinn Miners um, next year uh, comes due. 
and he's going to be uh, real big money. I mean, we're talking like $15 million plus. So I think he, he's going to be tough to re-sign. Josie Jewell, I, I think they were, um, I think at one point the plan was to move on from Josie Jewell. I'm not sure that's the plan anymore because they really don't have a, a backup. Like I said, Drew Sanders is better on outside than inside. And so um, Will Lutz is the priority. Uh, Everyone else will get close to free agency. Josie Jewell two two years ago signed uh, the day before free agency, and there might be uh, one or two guys like that. Do you expect any surprise cuts? Yeah, I do. I I think they, uh, you know, and, you know, they got decisions uh, because of the rust situation with the cap. Um, they've, they've got, uh, decisions on about 30 guys. I mean, it's a big jigsaw puzzle with, with a lot of different pieces. And it depends on what you do at uh, free agency too. I'm not sure how they're going to, how they're going to figure this out, but yeah, I mean, you're always on guard for a surprise cut and, um, you know, uh, you hope your hope is that, um, you know, that they restructure and give signing bonuses because the one thing the Broncos have that other teams don't have is cash because of their ownership group. But also one thing uh, they don't have is uh, cap space. I mean, they're going to be at least 50 million in the hole that they got to take care of here pretty soon once the league, uh, league year starts. So um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't surprise, I, I guess at this point, if you're a veteran and you're making good money and it, uh, that, that year is not guaranteed, um, you're vulnerable to uh, a possible release, no doubt about it. Well, mm-hmm. Things are going to uh, definitely pick up here over the next couple of weeks. Mike, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Mike Kliss, our 9 News Bronco insider, as uh, he joins us on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. Up next, four down territory. Could we be looking at the mother of all comebacks? And speaking of Russell Wilson, what team has the leading odds to be his next destination, his next home? That's next.